Hello everyone. Welcome to our February Ad Heart Call, Inspiring Forward Movement and Heart Powered Intention. This is Deborah Rosman and I'm delighted to be with you again. You know, February is National Heart Month. So our theme is Ad Heart to Relationships. And my guest is Dr. Lise Janelle, coach and author of Conversations with the Heart and You Are Love. Lise has been a longtime friend of mine. She took a HeartMath Certified Professional Training years ago here at HeartMath, and she's also a member of the Transformational Leadership Council with me. So I asked Lise to share with us how she helps people connect with the power of their heart to heal relationships and the importance of leading with the heart to create more successful relationships that she's learned over the years of practicing this. So welcome, Lise. Thank you so much, Deborah. So nice to be here with you and sharing and this knowledge that we both truly enjoy. Yeah, so what are some of the most important keys that you've discovered about the heart in your work? Yeah, um, I was just thinking about that before we had the interview, how my background, I'm a holistic chiropractor and I was doing mind-body work and so I studied with Scott Walker, NET, Neuroemotional Technique. I studied with John Demartini, The Power of Gratitude. And then I became certified with the HeartMath Institute. Then I ended up creating a method called the HeartMath Freedom, uh, Freedom, Freedom Method. And it's a combination of all these tools. And I, and I just love, love, love the work that HeartMath does because it's so important to help people that to really know and get the fact that as human beings, we can live through our mind, our emotions, or our heart. And when we live through the heart, that's when we access the power of the heart. And that's what the heart math is all about, is about, you know, discovering the coherence of it and how the power of the heart and information to the brain and how it's not the other way around that it happens. And when we're able to listen to the heart, that we can access wisdom and creativity. So, yes, it's all, it's all part of of the beauty of, of connecting and living from the heart. Wonderful. When you teach what you come to call the heart freedom technique, I know you told me that you have found that that power of the heart activating that has just helped so many people heal from the burden of their past uh, traumas in relationships or past issues. Can you talk a little bit more about how that works for you. Yes, well, um, with the heart freedom method, what I do is I help, let's say I test a person saying to say, uh, I love myself or I'm worthy of love. During the method, we end up finding the initial moment when a belief to the contrary got stored in the physiology. So I find the moment, let's say uh, a sibling is born, that is, such a common one. You're two years old, mom has another baby, and all of a sudden she's nursing the baby, she's not paying attention to you, and then you created this story. So the story is something is wrong with me, uh, for mom to ha- need another baby, she's not as connected to me anymore, and worse, sometimes she's cranky now when I try to get her attention. So it's so easy to create stories. So at that moment, I bring the person to that moment and I ask them to bring gratitude for the moment because it's hard to understand, but anything that's ever happened to us, whether it be support or challenge, and I always use the 
the Tao symbol, the yin and yang as a perfect visual for this, is that equal and opposite to a challenge we've experienced, there's an equal and opposite blessing. So, for example, you know, to have a, a sibling, what's the benefit to that? Well, uh, maybe now you connected with dad more because mom is busy with the baby. Maybe now you've got a sibling, so now that your parents have passed, you have someone to be in your life, which is usually the reason why parents have more than one child is to make sure that you're not alone. And you just start accumulating the blessings that came from that. The fact that you can get mom's attention, maybe it made you feel unworthy of love. So how did you do this? Or maybe you compensated by trying to be a, a good kid, for being good at school. You, you really have to go and look at the big picture and find the benefits of having had this experience. So then that's what I do. I get the person to go back, to be grateful, to see how worthy of love they were. It's not because something like this happened that something was wrong with them. And then I project the person into the future, asking them to speak to them now about their worthiness of love or whatever I'm checking them on. So I go in the past, the future, I neutralize the charge, but I take it to the next level, which is gratitude. Like to me, forgiveness is one step before gratitude. Forgiveness helps you let go of anger, but the only reason why we feel anger or sadness or depression is because we haven't seen that for every challenge there is an equal and opposite blessing. So when there's an equal and opposite blessing, then it's easy to let go and the energy is not stuck in the physiology and it's easier to connect with the heart. So my work is to help people connect with the heart and that's why I recommend to my clients that they do the the heart mass um, meditation because it's such an important tool. Well, thank you for that. You know what I really appreciate about what you're saying is that you discovered this as, as I did through my practices as a behavioral psychologist before heart math, understanding that the heart and mind were two different intelligence systems and we need both connected. You discovered through your own process that people can look at the same situation from different perspectives. So as you activated, help people with gratitude, find the opportunity in what was previously experienced by a child or any time in life as a takeaway, as a, as a thing that made them feel not loved or not cared for, going to a bigger picture perspective and seeing the gifts in it, seeing the opportunity in it, that's opening that the heart provides that lifts us, in my experience, it lifts us into another vibration, another level of consciousness to be able to even see that. And then from there, the belief system that has been stuck, as you said, in the physiology even, can shift. And we can begin to see that everything that's happened to us, as challenging as it may have been, had this opportunity for a larger perspective. And, and uh, I think that's so important because we call that the intelligence of the heart. Yeah, and without the connection to the heart, it's really hard to do this. And, and like you said, it's, you have to jump to a higher level. Like it's, it's Einstein that says you cannot solve a paradox or the level that the paradox was created you have to transcend it for example you know if you're a parent and you look at your kids you would know that for sure it's not because the first one was unworthy of love that you know you had another one 
But when we are in the emotion as a child, it's really hard. You just believe it. But if you transcend it and go to the next quantum and become a parent looking at yourself, it's really easy to see the truth that you were worthy of love the whole time. Yes, and isn't that the key to successful relationships? I mean, being oh, sure. from the other person's perspective, to be neutral enough or to, to go to that higher level to see from their heart, their feeling world, you don't have to agree with it. But to just even see it can allow for all sorts of shifts to happen in a relationship because then your belief of separation can shift. Have you found that? Exactly. Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And, you know, we cannot be connected in our hearts with someone else when we have disconnected from our own heart. And I often ask that to people. It's like, you know, is a baby worthy of love? And people say, yes. Is a toddler in the throes of the terrible twos worthy of love? They say, yes. Is a teenager worthy of love? They say, yes. A 30, 40, 60, 80. I, I ask, when, is someone stopped, when does someone stop being worthy of love? And most people say, no, no, we don't stop being worthy of love. And I said, that's not true. You stop wor- being worthy of love when you decide that you were unworthy of love. So that's the power of being able to transcend the situation and look at it from the bigger picture because hopefully if you had the capacity to decide you were unworthy of love, you'd be willing now to do that, to undo the work that had been done to prove you the opposite. So when you open your heart to yourself and you really get it at deep level that you are worthy of love, you heal your heart, you open yourself up to love for yourself and for others. It's, it's one of the most beautiful things we can do is take the time to let go of illusion because, and again, I've asked this to thousands of people because I speak in front of large groups sometimes and I say, raise your hand if you've never had huge challenges in your life. And so far... Out of thousands of people, only one young woman, and she raised her hand and she says, me, but I know when a big challenge happens, I don't know how I'm going to cope with it. And that's the, that's the super important thing is that as human beings, it's not if challenges are going to happen to us, it's when a challenge happens, how are we going to learn to use it to our advantage? And that's key for transformation because whether we admit it to ourselves or not, when we were little kids, if we did something wrong, we got punished. We were sent to our rooms and then got to watch TV or whatever. So as an adult, we have a conditioned response to that. Then when we face challenges, we go, what's wrong with me? It feels like a punishment. And it's super important. I'm very passionate to speak about that, that every single challenge that we've ever had, if we choose to, we can transcend it and bring it into gratitude and free ourselves and gain the wisdom from the experience. I totally agree with you. You know, sometimes, though, it takes practice when an imprint is so deep that it keeps hijacking us even when we know better. So Yeah, that's, that's why the, the heart freedom method, I designed it for that reason because it goes at the cellular level. It finds the moment because you heard the expression, what you resist persists. So when you find the exact moment when the story got stored in the physiology and you you become present with it and you do the method through it, it leaves the physiology. So now your subconscious gets freed from it. And that's 
that's the the power of letting go. Absolutely. And, you know, what we call that the math of the heart because it's consistent across cultures, across people, of how the human system works. And, I, you know, that, that's why you and, and me and all of us at HeartMath are so passionate about providing these universal keys to people about how the human physiology, mental, emotional, physical systems work so that we can take charge and so we can actually, like you said, handle challenges up front with more consciousness and clear those ones from the past as a child or could have been a challenging breakup of a relationship as an yes. adult. They can leave traumatic imprints or any trauma that creates this belief system that gets stuck and keeps repeating. I itself. Yeah, I, I so agree with what you're saying. Because from my experience working with thousands of people one-on-one is we create beliefs about love when we're little kids. We watch our mom and dad and we decide whether or not it's safe. And then we have our first romantic story. And usually it's so high in infatuation. We go so high because we can't believe someone, you know, is interested in us, and as high as we go in infatuation, which is not love, as low as we go now into depression, and then from that place, now we're afraid of love, and we keep attracting stories after stories. That's why it's so important to first know that we're worthy of love, and the second thing I'm very passionate to talk about is love is safe, and if it's not safe, it's not love. Mm-hmm. And and that's what the Heart Math Institute manages to help us do is that when you connect with the heart, you know it's like heaven. <laughs> like it's the safest thing in the world and that is love. Infatuation is not love, it's intense, it's passionate, it feels so good to our senses and emotions, but it's not love. And that's super important for all of us to know the difference. You know, love and that's beautifully said, love keeps refining. Um and it is, that's so beautiful to say that love is really in the deep heart where you build that sense of self-security, where you connect with who you really are, which is lovable, is loving, is secure. And it's like peeling off those layers. And one of the things, uh, two things that we have found are so important keys at HeartMath for creating a deeper heart connection now and improving relationships in the future is how do we, and, and, not, and changing what can keep creating the old stories, as you said, is just learning to listen from our deep heart. We call it deep heart listening or coherent listening. But it's, it's so key to creating future relationships from that place of love where you learn to listen without the mind interfering with interruptions or judgments listening from a place of genuine care with not having to agree with the other person. But that can provide tremendous intuitive insight into the other and it helps you stay focused in the heart as you listen so you are hearing with fewer filters. So when impatience or judgmental thoughts or the urge to interrupt that we can all feel arises, we provide tools people can do in the moment, which we'll do in our heart meditation a little bit, but to even just heart-focused breathing, you can find a rhythm and a flow that allows you to stay connected with the person and then be able I, to... I, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I love what you're saying. It's yeah, it's beautiful. It's perfect. And and one trick I, I give my clients is when you're speaking with your partner and you're feeling like you said, you know, your partner might be sharing and you want to interrupt, you can say, Okay, since I'm worthy of love, what's really going on right now? That helps. Or since my partner loves me, why does he or she have to say this to me? And I think it helps us connect with the heart again and anchor ourselves in that safety. And that's, yeah, you described it so well, that the intelligence, the wisdom of the heart to be there, to be non-reactive, to be open and listening is, is how we create a true connection with our partners. Exactly. And I, you know, in the workplace, as practiced as I am in all of these tools, if I have three deadlines or whatever and somebody comes and wants to talk to me about a problem, I really sometimes still have to <laughs> go back to the heart and breathe through the heart and find that rhythm to disengage from what my mind was doing and deep heart listen. And it disarms people. Once they feel heard and understood, it really saves time. But that's a practice. It's like building the heart muscle to do that. And I, we also have in deep heart listening the time, okay, there you are, you're not interrupting, you're in the heart, you're not judging or practicing non-judgment. And then to be able to reflect back what the person says, not all their words, but what they're feeling, their essence, to be able to hear at that level just disarms things so that then you can move forward heart-connected. And I think, you know, everyone that we meet we ha is a relationship. It's, a, it's an opportunity for heart connection that can be very fulfilling to us and help us with our, our closest relationships with uh, a loved one at home or a child. Yeah, I love what you just said. Like every person is an opportunity for us to learn to love. It's, it's easy to, to be in our hearts when there's no one around us, but can I still be loving when, like you said, you know, you've got three deadlines and someone walks into it and, like, they want your attention. It's like, and we have all kinds of different characters around us. How can we remain centered in our heart? And every person can give us an opportunity to love, to connect with the heart. Yes, for sure. It's beautiful. You know, it goes back to the belief. Because if the mind believes this person's interrupting and therefore I don't have to pay attention to them or I can dismiss them. We can, it cuts off the heart. I feel it as, as a pain in my heart when I, if I do that. And I go, wait a minute, I don't want to do that anymore. So there's a whole heart education. There's a whole learning that I, we're on this planet, I believe, to do, which is what is going to bring us more of that connection and a fulfilling, happy life. And the, we can easily, how we're brought up, justify separation, anger, you know, all of the things that we then have to heal from or use, find, like you said, where did it start to go off so I can heal at that point. And one of the most powerful heart qualities that I find and that we talk about more and more at HeartMath and it's talked about here in society now is compassion. You know, mm -hmm. just having real, not self-pity or pity for the other, but that genuine love that understands, that understands it's a, you know, life is a learning process and have compassion for another's experience and what they may be feeling 
as well as your own without judging. And that that is adding heart and takes practice. But that level of compassion also raises our vibration up to a bigger picture, which is all that we all want is that heart intelligent to be able to make smarter choices and see our way forward. Yeah. For me, the only place you can truly experience happiness is is in the heart, is in love. When you ask parents what's the best thing that ever happened to them, most parents will tell you having their kids. Why? Because having children teaches you how to love. You have no choice. For me, love is not an emotion. Love is our essence. And all the work the Heart Math Institute does is to help us reconnect with our essence. And for me, emotions are guides to show us where we have the illusion of being unworthy of love. That's saying it pretty simple. And then when you have an emotional, when your emotion, your feeling world confirms, at least I find this, when I'm in my heart and I'm attuning to the other person or even to my larger self, I get an inner confirmation in my feeling world that says, yes, the right track. It's like that intuitive guidance that keeps us in the flow of love because it's, you know, it's, it's how we express love in action, that care in action that really determines the quality of our, our experience. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's beautifully said. It's by being open in that moment, we can have the true connections that then allows us to respond and take the actions that then build more love. And that's why we can grow more and more in love each year when we're connected in our hearts. But when we disconnect, usually because something has been done that makes us feel unworthy of love, then we get upset, then we cut the flow of love that can be exchanged between two people, between two hearts. Yes, yes. So when you share with people and coach people, and we have found too that, and I find this practice helpful too, especially when things get really busy because a lot of times we're in our heads doing our work and we want to make sure that we go back to the heart to feed our direction, to guide us. And when the heart and mind are connected, that's when we have flow. That's when we feel loved and we can transcend a lot of the, the issues. So we see from we can move in a higher perspective. And I find latitude is a quality. Just giving people latitude mm-hmm. all the time keeps us more in that heart flow. Yes, giving a break, taking us some slack. <laughs> you know, admitting I'm not perfect. Sometimes I screw up. You're not perfect. Sometimes you screw up, but that we are learning to love through each other. Uh, yeah, latitude and it's it's gracious. It's and it's harmonious, and it allows us to access more wisdom. Exactly, and if we don't understand that, we're you know, like you said, we all. Nobody's perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. We're meant to help each other go back to the heart and connect so we can all love and grow. Well, this has been a wonderful dialogue. I really, we could go on and on. I just so appreciate the work you're doing. And heart freedom is a wonderful expression because that's what we're all uh, looking for or wanting to facilitate others with. So... Let's close together with a heart meditation where we can all radiate 
heart energy to our relationships, where we want to heal from the past, past beliefs, or relationships we have now that we want to deepen or improve. So one of the things we find is we can power up getting to that heart intelligence and bigger picture is we get heart coherent, get our physiology and coherent heart rhythms. So let's start by focusing in the heart, giving our attention there, and doing heart-focused breathing. Breathing in through the area of the heart and out through the area of the heart. Breathing a little more slowly, a little more deeply than usual. Knowing this creates heart rhythm coherence. As we do this with each other, with a loved one, or with all the people on this call, we're actually starting to synchronize our heart rhythms to increase our connections with our larger heart, our larger self. Now as we continue breathing in this heart-focused rhythm. Let's breathe in heart qualities of gratitude, of forgiveness, of compassion, of latitude, for the other people in our relationships and for ourselves. Now, ask your heart, where could I feel more worthy of love? Where could I practice deeper heart listening to another? Just add heart to whatever answers come to you. Now let's radiate love, gratitude, compassion, latitude to everyone. We're part of these at heart calls to everyone in our life. 
to help raise the energetic field so we can all begin to access a bigger picture and more heart intelligence. And as we do this, let's know that we're creating a reservoir of heart energy that we can each draw from at any time as we practice this to facilitate healing of a relationship, healing of ourselves, or even deepening a successful relationship now as we grow together and learn together. Let's radiate that love and gratitude into that collective reservoir of heart energy. We'll all practice this over the next month. Each month, lays people on these at-heart calls will, together we practice what we learned and heard and heart meditation. As we do this together, we really find the collective reward and the personal fulfillment. I want to thank you for your care and contribution and the important work you're doing to help people find heart freedom. Any last words you'd like to share with everyone? Uh, yeah, from this place that you just put us in, it's so beautiful. Yeah, just that I feel it's our responsibility to learn to connect from our hearts and live from our hearts because people experience this power every time they get in contact with us. And if we cannot expect to have peace on earth if we don't have peace within our own heart if we don't have peace within our own family. So learning to love who we are and loving others and the collective unconscious, this is a way of transforming this world. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, who's participated in this this Ad Heart Call. Next month's Ad Heart Call will be on Tuesday, March 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Much love to everyone. See you there.